Hello friends, this is Nitin and I welcome you to my startup podcast channel Jazair Audio where we share real stories with real learnings. My guest speaker today is Piyush Surana. Piyush is principal at Tomorrow Capital, a $100 million venture fund based out of Mumbai. So prior to this, Piyush had held leadership positions in various unicorns like Zomato, Uber and Ola. And in this podcast, Piyush will share key insights on the importance of founder market fit, some of its key 4-5 signs and the advice for startups who have certain gaps in the founder market fit. Hi Piyush, welcome to Jazeera Audio and thank you for talking to us. Hey Nitin, glad to be here and thanks for inviting me on the show. So Piyush, let's start with the importance of founder market fit why do investors look for it especially during the pre-sage startups yeah so Nitin, let me go back to the basic on this right and as an investor what do you want when you're investing in startups right i think you want returns on the investment which in this case is anyway set to the value of the company right so how do you get that i mean finance 101 says that you know value of a company is the present value of future cash flow now in early stage companies you don't really have any cash flow right. and the future is anyway very uncertain right there's no point valuing something basic to assumption because that doesn't work out very well. So the only thing really certain at a very early stage startup is the quality of the founders and your belief in them and their ideas. True. And the conjunction of those two is actually what drives your perception of value. So, you know, I mean, over a period of time, the business and the idea might change and morph, but the right founders with the right idea will eventually make it happen. And that is the belief that we all go in with. And that is why it's important for us to have the correct founder market fit. Great. So can you share some three, four signs which indicates a strong uh, founder market fit so you know everyone looks at it differently so i think the three or four things that i would typically look at first that or what we ask is a unique insight or idea right yeah. i mean uh, while experience is important if you look at the history of innovation whether it's corporate or whether it's in you know the larger world of science i think a lot of new ideas come from people who are relatively new to the field but understand it well right, right. they're not so involved in it that they are not able to think of new ideas so what we look for is you know founders who have a unique insight that can drive change or can change the way industry works yeah. and so so Typically, the first thing we look for is a unique insight or idea, right? Uh, the second thing we look for is passion, right? And and this is something that I tell us to a lot of young guys who are just starting out or who want to do something of their own. Because if you go back to campus nowadays, Nitin, uh, you know, the first thing you hear is half the students saying they want to do something of their own rather than doing a corporate job, right? True. But what I tell to them a lot of time is that, you know, being a founder sounds very, you know, sort of enticing from the outside. But, you know, it is one of the toughest and loneliest jobs you can do. A good team and a good journey you know sort of a, a good investors will make it easier but without passion it will be a very long and a hard journey and that is where a lot of people burn out because they do it for the wrong reasons right don't yeah. do it for the lifestyle don't do it because of reasons like you know I want to be my own boss do it because you are really passionate about an idea and want and you know that will give you the energy to take through to reality yeah. the third thing that we specifically look at as investors are you know a lot of building a company is, is you know sort of a learning process and a journey of discovery a lot of times the business that ends up is not what it started out as right so while you need to be confident you also have to have the flexibility as a founder or as a founding team to be able to take on board ideas and to keep refining your ideas okay. so, you know hold them loosely you should not be very stuck on those ideas yeah. and, I, and I think the last thing that I like to repeat to founders is that they have to have the ability to sell a founder is always selling you know you know every action that you take in an entrepreneurial venture involves selling something to someone you're selling to your customers you're also selling to your investors and advisors 
teachers and mentors who are who invest time and money in you you are selling to your early employees to believe in you you are even selling your suppliers to work with you right because at early stage you don't have the same wherewithal as a large corporate so in short you are selling 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 all the time yeah. uh, in the beginning you sell possibility as time passes you sell evidence right so if sales is something that you don't want to do and you know, there are different types of salesmen you don't always have to be that flamboyant charismatic salesman there are different mm-hmm. types of salesmen Steve Jobs and Bill Gates are two very different personalities right so there are different types of salesmen but you have to be able to sell as a firm so those are the four large things that I would think of okay so what questions do you ask to gauge a startup's founder market fit see a, a lot of the conversations that actually take place with founders are quite organic so we don't typically go in you know thinking this is what we last no. it evolves as we learn more about the business but there are few things that we want to hear right i think first of all we would like to hear the story of you know why they are doing what they are doing because i think right. the why is very important like i mentioned the passion and the reason of doing it is very important so we would like to understand the this journey right how they came upon the idea why did they decide to pursue it we get really deep into how they think about it you know whether they thought to the second and third level problem rather than just the surface problem because that shows how uh, passionate they are about it and how serious they are about it. so that's one thing that we typically like to do a lot it helps us understand the quality of their insight the other thing that we like to understand from them is you know what is unique about their business and it goes back to like what i said you know what we look at when we look at founder market fit is what is the unique idea behind the business okay. so uh, and then we like to compare it against do your customers agree with you because it also gives us a sense of you know how in tune with reality they are how much in touch with their own customers yeah. so that is something that we like to do sometimes they, in a lot of cases we even ask them to connect connect us to a few of their customers so we can ask those questions as well directly right okay. that's something that we love to do we often like to debate over opposing viewpoints right because when you talk and get details and integrities of a company which we love to do there'll be areas where you think you know there's a certain other way of doing things and we love debating viewpoints because not only does it gives us an idea about if the founders are flexible yeah. but it also gives just an idea about how they think about things how they how they reach to conclusions right whether they are more data driven or more gut driven yeah. and both is fine but in the right places right it's just good to understand how they react to opposing viewpoints and that's something that we love to and and i think finally and the last thing that i would suggest that you look at is you know we look at the we look to split the role between the founder role of a founder and the role of a leader because those are two typically different things right and the way we probably sometimes ask that is you know what happens if one day you are no longer the right person to lead the company and and so what happens then and we like to get their viewpoints on it so those are some of the questions we ask but like i said it's a very organic process yeah. and and changes over a period of time cool and what advice will you give to the startups who have certain gaps in their founder market fit You know, I think the first thing that you need to do, see, at an early stage of you know of a journey, we rarely ever find a team that has all the bases covered, right? right? I mean, वो नहीं होता. It's uh, you know that in in fact in very early stages, even the founding team, you would rather look at jack of all trades rather than very specialized people, right? Because everybody needs to do everything, and so it's quite possible that all the bases are not covered, right? So that right. three or four things, that especially as the kind of operational and operational investors that we are, there are three or four things that we like to sort of talk okay. uh, one is spend more time with your customers right i mean that is where you get genuinely get your insight from you may think your idea is really good strong whatever it's not worth anything if the customer is not willing to pay for it right the second is be open to advice or change especially if you know there are areas of the business that the founding team does not cover completely yeah. you should be open to you know sort of taking on board or you know sort of support exactly yeah. and and you know so see a lot of businesses actually 
develop into very different beasts than what they set out to be. I think I yeah. mentioned this before also. But that, that is the nature of startups, right? You don't know exactly what is going to happen once you start. So I think they need to be flexible and, and be open to advice. Right. The third thing that we that, that we like to like to advise them is build a build out a kick-ass team as you go along. As and when uh, you have the bandwidth and you have the right start hitting the right kind of metrics, start increasing the size and scope of your experiment. Uh, you have to hire people who are better than you at what they do, right? Because okay. that is when you start then going into specialization. Uh, so you know, a lot of people you hear saying, you know, hire someone better than you. That's very generic. How do you know he's better than you or not? What I'd like to qualify is hire someone better than at what they do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a founder, it is not possible for you to be good at finance and marketing and sales and UX and tech. So focus on what you do. Focus on focus on you know the areas where you need to. And for other areas, you need to have people you can trust to do their job, right? So hire that hire that kind of a team. And then you know find advisors and investors who can support you and make and you know sort of make that journey easier. Choose very carefully. Uh, I know in early stage companies, I've seen a lot of companies get it very wrong when it comes to both of those. So I've seen people you know give out a lot of equity to mentors. Ideally, a good mentor will not ask you for equity. They should be people you trust. Ideally, people who have some sort of startup experience themselves would really help. And then you know find the right investors for yourself. I think actually for in- for teams where they know that some of the bases are not covered, it makes a lot of sense to go sort of higher, you know, sort of go for investors who can add value other than money also, right? Uh, who can give you uh, specialized knowledge, open doors for you, make connections, even help you hire the right teams. So that is really important. Finally, can you share an example of any startup in which Tomorrow Capital invested solely because of a strong founder market fit? Yeah, and this ties in beautifully actually with the point I was making just before, right? So I'll talk about our first investment, which is a company called Genrico. Uh, okay. Very interesting. You know, really strong founder. So IT Bombay founder, they understood the product very well. They they had done a lot of analysis around the around the market. Uh, they actually started as a software product for, uh, you know, generic drug replacement. Yeah. And then eventually they built it out into something very different, which was uh, a chain of retail pharmacy, right? So we started talking to them and they had just opened the second store. So they had two stores in Bombay, they understood, you know, like I said, they understood the product very well, they understood the, the market very well, the supply chain very well, they, underst- they understood the, you know, the back-end tech and how to scale that very well. Now, the thing was, they had never sold anything in their life, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that is where I, where I talk about, you know, letting uh, letting people in who can help you because as investors, after we invested, we actually went in, one of the principals actually created the entire marketing playbook for them, hired the right kind of team before moving out. Uh, one of the principals actually running sales for them until we helped them hire the right sort of you know candidate uh, someone who was like a really kick-ass candidate and handling a really large uh, account with one of the largest corporations in India and help them help hire them as head of sales for them before we moved out yeah. and so you know when we invested in them this was in March 2018 uh, we invested uh, you know uh, very early stage investors like I said a lot of the money we paid for was more for potential than actual business metrics uh, they were at two stores okay. uh, in 15 months we scaled them up to 35 stores yeah, absolutely and we picked up a and we picked up a round of money that was about 10x of the valuation right so so i think uh, when when you can find the right founders and then you can add sort of more fuel to their growth you get these kind of like success stories right those are great founders they probably would have gotten there themselves but probably not at the same speed not with the same kind of you know strong foundation so we helped set up the entire marketing team the entire uh, sorry the entire finance team the entire compliances team you know the basics that founders we don't want the founders to spend too much time on uh, set 
up the right MIS system. So I think it's a mix. So you have to find founders who understand the market really well and have a strong passion and idea and all. But then, then you can, you know, you find the right people to help them, you know, that accelerate that growth and create everything around that. Awesome. That completes our podcast. Piyush, thank you for sharing some wonderful insights with the whole of the startup ecosystem. And it was a pleasure to have you on board. Absolutely, Nathan. Great talking to you and uh, I hope this adds value to people. Oh, definitely. Lastly, I want to thank all the listeners who took their valuable time to listen to this podcast. Keep rocking, be safe and don't forget to share.